Welcome to Back Pocket Wisdom with Jackie and Elizabeth, where we are creating a space for you to get real with yourself. So tune in to feel like you're just chatting with your friends about reachable mental health and just having fun. We gotta have fun. And look kind of good while doing it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Here's a little nugget of wisdom to start it out. When you're feeling, with what you just said, when you're feeling distracted and you're spacing out, you know when you have those moments when someone's speaking to you and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're saying to me? Just snap back in and say, I'm sorry, I'm in love. And just make the whole room go silent. Oh my gosh, I'm so distracted because I just... I'm obsessed and sick. Oh, I'm in love. And they're like, who is it? I'm like, me. Me. I can't believe you would even ask that. You are I at mean, the liberty of looking at me. How do you how do you compose yourself? You first now. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, Subtle. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, I was just even talking to Elizabeth and I go, we need to just start recording ourselves uncandidly. Cause it starts out of just, man, you know, I had a day where this person was talking to me and I'm just spaced out. And she goes, oh, my God, you know what you do? You just look at them and you just say, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I'm in love. <laughs> Luckily, I know what that feels like a long, long time ago. But still, currently, yes. He pisses me off. But, you know, I and can't I- <laughs> live without him. I can't live without him. Better to be pissed off than pissed, pissed on. on. Good one. Good one. Silly, silly, humor. goofy humor. So, Jackie, we're here to introduce each other. Do you want to yeah. introduce yourself first and then I can introduce me or we can just go back and forth and back and forth? I mean, I feel like life is just a game of ping pong. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so is that mine Take that from. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Whichever. Mm, mm. <laughs> and both. Um, My mouth is full. That's okay. Um, Anyway, I'm Jackie. If you haven't guessed it already, uh, you'll learn my voice. Uh, It's pretty loud. (laughs) I am a sole purpose coach. uh, And what that means is I work with people in enhancing their self-awareness. And my job is to create a space for you that's safe, that feels comfortable, that is free of judgment so that you're able to explore the depths of yourself. I like to say that the first step to finding your soul's purpose, now disclosure, you don't just have one soul purpose, you have multiple. So to introduce any of them in the beginning, we have to eliminate fear. So then we go and can even just um, go into the depths of yourself, your shadows, things that maybe um, are triggers to you and find out why. And I always say, because once you do that, you're one step closer to eliminating that or not even just eliminating that, using it as a tool that when you are feeling fearful in the future, you know that you're stepping out of your comfort zone and growing. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ah. The comfort zone. <laughs> comfort stepping zone. out of the comfort zone. Okay, so random, and I'm really going to botch this, but mm-hmm. there is this blues song, and I think it's like Albert King or something like that, whatever, but... It's a really good song, and, and the brother goes, I want you to sit down on this couch, sofa, whatever, but he's like, I want you to sit down, and I want you to get real comfortable, because I'm going to make you feel really uncomfortable. Like, because he was playing this blues, beautiful riff and, and bass line and all that, and it was it was so good that it kind of made you squirm. And really, the fact of the matter was, is that... 
you get comfortable with the discomfort and music can happen. It's really true. And um, another part of the uh, purpose finding that I do is uh, enhanced with physical health and wellness. And what that is, is I like to incorporate movement. I have a scatterbrain. So when you put a microphone in front of my face, I can talk for hours. Um, You know, thank God I live alone (laughs) because, um, yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, (laughs) The microphone or, oh, sorry. Just the head, I guess. Both. But with that, I do, I just ran actually my first half marathon. So I'm constructing a course that's called Marathon Mind Prep because just like running or any sort of movement, a lot of it has to do with the mind. And that is related to, I think, every aspect of life. So learning to master your mind, right? And learning to deal with the discomfort and almost find a harmony balance in it and almost come to a meditative space when you're sort of experiencing just something super new and uh, that that feeling that stirs inside of you that feels like anxiety but could be good anxiety or we don't really know what it is yet and you you then can look at that and say, oh my goodness, I am opening the door to a brand new side of me that I haven't met yet. I think Brene Brown says, move in, move Does in she? on it. Yeah. I like that. Like with people, if you're, if you're trying to learn more about somebody, move in, get closer, move into the discomfort, check it out, really get cool. curious. Well, and that even ties into, I, um, I call it run to, not from. Yeah. So I guess I can credit Brene Brown with that too, because she's the OG rock star. But really, I mean, the practice is just discovering yourself and enhancing your self-awareness and learning to use all your feelings as a tool and an asset rather than feeling like they're a liability. (laughs) Yeah, great. Yeah, it really is great. It's great. That kind of really ties in with the new technique that I learned through neuro-linguistic programming with the breakthroughs. So Mm -hmm. I, I know we'll be doing a podcast on the breakthrough, so I'm not going to get into that too much uh, today. Um, but the breakthrough is really something wrapped around uh, with mental emotional release, and you and you limit, sorry, you release the limiting beliefs and all the emotions and the baggage that are holding you hostage, mm-hmm. and you break free from all the past junk, and you move forward into a hyper focused space to get to the goals that you want and and really let your intuitive space you know the sole purpose coaching I love that Mm -hmm. your intuitive space guide you a lot more than your brain because uh, your brain's full of beliefs (laughs) and you know beliefs can be changed so there you go I mean back and forth back and forth ping pong ping pong ping pong and the intuition enhancement and it really sounds, I think, a little bit more spiritual than it needs to be, you know, depending on your beliefs or whatever it is. It's just a higher version of yourself, really, that allows you to be provided with answers to, I guess, your deepest questions or fears or just things that are holding you back. It, it, it's your navigation system, right? It's your internal ways or Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. And and you you really write with the mental health component being really the driver because when I started my journey into the body, I, I started well, I, I was going to school for architecture 
And I had about a year and a half left and I, I made a 180 uh, through life experience and life changes. Uh, I got introduced to mental health. Um, I needed mental health help. So it did a Don't really beautiful yeah. change for me. And thank goodness I really listened to myself and the people that loved me that shared um, this resource. So I got into personal training originally and loved it, rocked it out, always had a really great influence from my dad. We used to work out in the gym and way back when I could hear him. I don't know if I'm dating myself now, but the DP and I could hear the garage. My dad at like 530 in the morning, six o'clock, and you could just hear the weights like grunt, like vibrating the house. And I'd come out and I'm like, I'm out here working out with you, dad. She's like, I'm dating myself. I I had the sweat warmers on, the headband. I know. I I was like, she works hard for her money. Okay. So so then. her hair adjusted. So I would, with my father, we would like, you know, sport our muscles in the mirror. And we really, and we always, we still do that. (laughs) It was very cute. I was just going to say, it doesn't seem like anything's changed. (laughs) Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. And um, I, I did have a passion for fitness and self-care innately, I think, um, as well. So moving forward, I became personal trainer. And uh, with my experience, it was like, we're in the gym and no one's working out with me. They're basically (laughs) talking to me the whole freaking time. Wait, so talking to you through your headphones? No, no, no. I mean, like when I'm, I'm a trainer, I'm personal trainer and they're my clients and I'm like, this looks really bad. Like you got to work out. And they're like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm having this trouble. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get into mental health. So I pursue mental health alongside with personal training and what a great combination. So it, it just kept go, growing and going and growing and going. And the physical aspect of pushing yourself to greater limits yeah. and, and not in a pain, pain is, right. it's not a painful place. It's a pushing yourself to uh, like intense limits and challenging the body. So that's a really great thing. That's uncomfortable. And then the reward is so freaking good at the end. And then the mental health component is like you can take it even to another level Mm -hmm. uh, and both. And then I realized like, oh, my gosh, there's more than mental and physical. There is there is my my spirituality, my intuition, my heart. Yeah. Okay. And so that's where I really picked up my practice Mm -hmm. and. And mental health. Um, in between, I, I had postpartum mental health disorder. So I got certified in perinatal and postpartum mental health. So that is a really big heart space for me mm-hmm. and a passion of mine. So mind, body, spirit, heart, and I seek out neurolinguistic programming. And so the way that we speak to ourselves and our unconscious mind and all these things are so connected. So I'm, I'm thinking yeah. uh, as our vessel is this machine. So good. You know? And and if you really like, if you imagine like uh, a, a grandfather clock and all the gears. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's actually yeah, a really right? cool one. I don't think I've yeah. ever heard you use that one. Yeah. Okay. I would have clung to that. Yeah. So I... Um, I have a little PTSD. No, I'm just kidding. From my grandpa, I'm like, no. oh my god! I'm like, this is actually just. 
She's like, Jackie, you're a certified wait, 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 <laughs> So there, I actually, side note, I had a babysitter that was actually had a, a, a clock repair business. And we had, they had every hour on the hour, about a hundred clocks in her house would go, dong, 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 My grandmother dong, had that and I'm like, up. And I was like, Zachary, it's going to be okay. Zachary's my brother. So. <laughs> Zachary's my grandmother. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First so, name basis. It was so, strictly business. <laughs> it was great. So. Anyway, like all the gears in a grandfather clock, they 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 don't move without each other. So yeah. you really think about like if something needs uh, WD forty, you know, you're like, oh, I gotta grease that, I gotta do this, and make sure this is working. So it's it's a it's a continual process to take care of something. Um, like, is cool. making me think of like um, the San Francisco Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge, is that mm-hmm. yeah, and. So Golden do you know Gate Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah. yeah. So they, there are, there's a team of people that actually start at one end and they paint it all the way to the other end. And by the time they get back, get to the other end, they have to go back and start painting it again because of the rust. Hmm. And so you have to continually take care of it. It's almost like going in for an oil change. It's mm-hmm. preventative measures. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Prevent. So, yeah. So well, you're, so you're true. not, you're not finished ever making yourself uh feel better or learning more about yourself or how you operate and what you do so that's that's basically what i do 100 (laughs) percent. well and that's a really cool point to even touch on too because you're such an advocate for this and i've you know learned from the best clearly and um my mother no i'm kidding (laughs) i could be your mother (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding elizabeth has taught me so much and one of it really is that there is no final destination in the work, right? We're not doing the work so that we can come out on the other side and say, oh, I'm healed and everything's perfect and I wake up every single day in a great mood and my life is incredible and I have all this money in the bank now because I manifested everything and I'm at my end goal and the work is done. It's an ever going, it's a, it's a long period because life is the long game. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever. Forever. I, I had somebody say the other day, they're like, well, when does the fun happen? I said, Psh, after right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it, it's synergistic. It's an and both. Work freaking hard and reap the benefits. It feels good. If you don't work hard and you don't push yourself to a different limit and and push past the discomfort, then you're not going to actually get the optimal feeling of satisfaction and fun. So and that's it. I think you. Well, I know you've taught me this, but I think it's a it's a common sort of feeling, just sort of. What I've gone through when I went through my transitional periods in my life, which is yesterday, the last year, <laughs> everything, right? And I, in the way, 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 way beginning, I would say probably five years ago, I genuinely did not understand that I was allowed to have fun during my work. I, you know, I, and that's where neurolinguistic programming really comes into handy, where you can kind of just retrain your brain into thinking patterns and speaking patterns to yourself and whole other topic that I would rather you talk about because you're the expert on it. Yes, but yes, yes. I, I, I genuinely didn't understand that work didn't have to be grinding and hustling and blood, sweat and tears and then I can have my reward. I didn't understand that, well, I can have that choice to have fun now while I'm doing the work and still learn and still be a hard worker in all of it. So when you say and both... You, what you're really saying is 
You don't have to limit yourself with one or the other. Yeah, no, I, I don't like the, the either or, mm-hmm. the black and white, the all or nothing. It's it's and both. Yeah, bringing in the and both scenario really gives you a, an opportunity to get curious and embrace flexibility. And true curiosity really keeps yourself uh, open-minded mm-hmm. to receive feedback, to get um, get more information, to gain, gain more knowledge, and to make, I think, clearer assessments with how you want to show up in life. And that's, that's what I, why I like and both. That's I would, cool. I would think the only time that I've ever, u- that I use either or is you're either the CEO or the victim of your life. Nice. And I like, I, I rock out the CEO. I, I'll tell you, when I have a group of friends that are therapists and we get on a powwow once in a while, we call us ourselves the Therapist Collective. And um, we actually just produced a, a wonderful 14 Days of Flavor, but I won't get into that too much. So Check it good. out on my website, youfirstnow.net. <laughs> and, um, and these lovely ladies are top-notch in their expertise um, and we will also give each other some time to to share our feelings and it's it's really hilarious I've, I've mastered identifying when I'm in a victim space now I'll say I I have to share my feelings and and I'll I'll have about one or two sentences out of my mouth and then I stop and they start laughing and I said, they said, why'd you stop, Elizabeth? And I said, ah, I sound like a victim. I can't even stand listening to myself anymore. She's, they're like, well, you're getting better at it. <laughs> so acting as a victim is, I mean, explain that. It's not necessarily just um, trying to word it. It's not acknowledging your icky feelings and talking about them. It's harping on them, complaining about them, and feeling bad for yourself in the process. Yeah, so it's it's feeling powerless, really, because and you, sitting in that and sitting in it, and and if I am in a victim space, I really imagine my finger either pointing outward or pointing inward, and so if I'm pointing inward, I'm taking responsibility and I'm choosing my my choices accordingly to to make myself. Uh, feel better or the best solutions with whatever problem I have. I know that I can handle it. Victim tends to blame. Oh, I can't, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting any sleep because, you know, this or that. And I, I mean, listen, I'm the best victim in the morning because I blame my husband for breathing at night. (laughs) I'm like, you were breathing and I couldn't sleep. And gosh, you just are. Bleh. So he's like, it's always my fault. And really, it's it's because my brain, if I really looked at it, I it was because I was fixating on his breath versus me either relocating or putting earbuds in or trying to refocus or do a meditation or any any type of thing, okay? It, I have the power to get myself back to sleep. I don't have to continue to obsess 
and think of the things that I w- I'm thinking of that are keeping me up. Yeah. So there are modalities to help you rest. Um, when in doubt, PM it out. No. <laughs> Tylenol PM? No. no. <laughs> Truth, but no, no, I'm not going to endorse that. <laughs> really good. Well, no, yeah, I mean, that's just even one example. But I think that what you highlighted is when you point the finger outward, you're playing the blame game. And when you point the finger inward, you're in the accountability space and holding yourself to an integrity space as well. So because I can make anybody wrong for anything, especially my husband, um, (laughs) I know. So this is a really great story, actually, because it is all in perspective and it is basically you create your own reality. So the story goes as this, is I wanted to get it out and I'm trying to do the Reader's Digest version, but um, I wanted to get out of the practice that I was in, the group practice that I was in, and I wanted to get my own space. He had a place that he was renting and he was moving into a larger space and growing his business. And I was secretly jealous of that. And he's like, just just move your 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 practice into, into the cottage, this little spot that um, he was leasing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. And I definitely have to do some renovations. Um, I'm going to have to put some money into it. And he was like, that's awesome. How are you going to pay for it? And I was like, are you kidding me? And immediately I decided at that moment when he asked me that, uh-huh. like, it, it was like, he's against me. He doesn't want me to succeed. He's going to hold me down forever. Yeah. He thinks that's all his money and blah, 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 blah. And I could go on forever. And I'm telling you what I did is I put those glasses on and I kept going and going and going to the point it was really easy where, to oh my gosh. And I kept going to the point where I was angry on the daily and my kids stopped hugging me. And I was like, see, my kids don't even like me. I mean, oh. I was an angry mess and and I really couldn't get myself out of it I mean talk about victim I was blaming every single thing to not let my dreams come true to be my own boss Hmm. and it was tough so moving forward I did get help I had to go on an antidepressant I didn't have to but after a year I was like holy crap I'm doing everything I could possibly do and I'm still not changing my perspective so this helped me alleviate and create space to think clearer. And then mm-hmm. I did take a couple self-help workshops and I, I really made a big shift. I took responsibility. I took mm-hmm. re- responsibility. I decided I'm the CEO. I'm, I'm making this life happen. I'm responding to this life, not the way that I have to respond. I'm choosing a, 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 an unhealthy, sad, angry path. And so once I started developing healthier practices and my kids started hugging me, which is my favorite part. Yeah, you're such a mom. Like in the best way. Yeah. And I just didn't feel that way at that time. So I um, started seeing my husband as more of a supportive figure and a partner. And then the cottage, the spot was open again. It was it was hmm. available again. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my. I chance. can do this. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, I go, I go to my husband, and it's the same scenario. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, it's open. It needs renovations. I can't wait. And he says, that is amazing. How are you gonna pay for it? 
And my heart just sank. I said, oh my God, this is history repeating itself. Mm -hmm. Like literally repeating itself. Yeah. And all I kept saying to myself is, answer the freaking question, Elizabeth. (laughs) Answer the question. And I said, with our savings. And he said, oh, that's great because I don't want you to use the credit cards. And that was it. And that was it. It's so good. It's so interesting too because when you choose, I guess, to do the work and a better path for yourself, you will be faced with opportunities to either fall back into old patterns Mm -hmm. or to stay on the path and create new ones. So that's a really great story. And also, it's so interesting because I didn't know you then, but knowing you now and anyone that knows Elizabeth, her kids are like the whole freaking sun, moon, stars, galaxy, everything to her. Mm. So when you talk about that, it's like so, it's just a real one. And it must have been hard. It was really hard. And it just goes to show how staying in a victim space is sometimes easier. It is. (laughs) It was easier. And I, the thing is though, when you're in the victim space and I challenge each one of you, if you are saying, well, but it is really their fault. Or it is something. Or, you know, this person did this something to me. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm validating your feelings. Listen, I know how it feels to feel slighted, okay? Mm-hmm. Or feel icky, whatever you want to call it. I also challenge, your, challenge you to look at yourself and how you're responding. Like, do you want to mm-hmm. harbor those crappy-ass feelings? Yeah. And I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And I finally was like, gosh, if... My children, who I love and adore, feel this way. Now my friends aren't even hanging around with me. And mm-hmm. my husband looks at me like I'm I, I'm scary. <laughs> and yes, we all know that I'm scary. Um, <laughs> that it, it was really devastating. My mom barely could talk to me. My dad was MIA. You know, it was like, whoa, who's this woman? And And you can create your own reality. And that is the fact. And it's all based on your perspective of how you show up and you react to the things that are given to you. Now, if your environment is completely different and it's not in this world like mine, right. okay, it's still your choice. That's the fascinating yeah. thing. It's also, it's really, I think when you put it that way, it's a scary feeling and liberating. So that's where that fear sort of comes in, right? Because now you have a choice to get out of your comfort zone, which could be in a space where you've been in for maybe your whole life and never even really knew it mm-hmm. and break that habit. And Joe Dispenza is my freaking guy. Yeah. I love him. And he obviously has the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I reference it a lot just because that book provided a lot of the tools in my toolbox for me. Um, and I reference it a lot for myself where then you have that, opportunity right to impulsively react the way that you have been or to intentionally respond and what i mean by that is to decide in that moment and you can take a time out whatever it is if you have to press to make a decision but you're then placed in front of an opportunity to either fall back into old patterns and continue living in the reality you've created maybe subconsciously or consciously create and move into a new reality. Yeah, you turn, you turn your obstacles into opportunities. Hell yeah. It's the bum. It's so it. good. It's I'm so, so excited good. to be doing this. And I'm so excited to even just touch into more topics and really just explore NLP, neurolinguistic programming, what you've said, to explore your practice, to explore physical health tied with mental health and just let everyone know it's freaking reachable, dude. Like yeah, it really is. It 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 is for everyone. Mm-hmm. It it 
takes a bit of discipline. It takes a bit of curiosity. It takes a bit of open-mindedness. I mean, just a teeny little bit. Yeah. And and it's a choice. It's a choice. It's so, a choice. Um, so why are we doing this anyway, Jackie? Yeah. So again, I mean, it just, like I said, to show everybody that it's reachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me and when I was going through, I guess, the beginning stages of my mental health journey, if you want to call it that, where I had to look in the mirror and say, I am freaking miserable in my life and something's got to give. And why is every situation the same? Oh, because I was the common denominator. (laughs) (laughs) I had to obviously seek help and get that help and be disciplined. And I felt it was so out of reach. I felt like I had no prime examples of health and wellness and people that followed through, even though I did around me. I was choosing to see what, what you wanted to I see. wanted to see, yeah. right? Because yeah. I wanted to validate that feeling because it was tougher to do the work to get out of it. Did you know that uh, this is a NLP little fun fact? Hmm. Did you know that every second you are offered two million bits of information, and only consciously do you take in one hundred and twenty-six bits it's per sick. second? Only so one hundred and twenty-six from two million. The rest goes into your unconscious <laughs> mind. So. Really, when you're saying to me, and I'm hearing, like, this is the way you chose to to show up, like, you were choosing those 126 bits. You Mm -hmm. you have an infinite amount of bits to choose from, however you were choosing those bits particularly. Yeah. So um, we would call them the victim bits, right? (laughs) Well, and during that time, I... There was a, a a fear attached to it of what is the other side, because I don't know... I didn't know it, right? So... I could have used that as an opportunity to paint a picture uh, for myself and to just step into that world, which I ended up doing. Um, but for a while, it felt unreachable. It felt scary. I was angry at people that were healthy because I thought, well, you know, maybe I just uh, suffer from depression and there's no freaking way out of it and I'm not lucky. Or I, there was a ton of different excuses. Bottom line, I didn't think it was reachable. And wellness podcasts, wellness businesses, everything pissed me off because I didn't understand that I could have that too. So it took a lot of work, obviously, for me to do and good influences and reconstructing my beliefs, reconstructing my life, choosing better, taking accountability to understand that it's all within reach. Mm. It's all right here. Your body craves more and your mind wants more and you find yourself saying, I want a bigger life because your soul knows you're meant for it and your soul knows that you can achieve it. And then get how crazy this is. I start doing better for my life and I walk into my job and I meet Elizabeth and it all just aligned. And yeah. it's like... <laughs> I love it. Really and I, I, cool. I think also that you can get more creative and excited about life mm-hmm. when you are doing the work. Well, then it's just an open canvas rather than burdens or rather than, oh, I have to go to a job that I hate because I can't afford rent and it's the only thing and I really want to start my side business, but I can't because I have to work at this shitty job that I hate because I can't afford anything else. And I lived in that space for so long and I stopped being creative. Being creative is such a niche part of myself. It's what wakes me up in the morning and motivates me that I can create anything that I want. And 
I can sing on my way to work and I can wear whatever I want and I can do my hair and I can draw and I can paint. I stopped doing all of that because I wanted to believe that I couldn't I couldn't have a better life because I needed to pay rent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I, I call it boxed in thinking. I like to imagine if you were a little dot inside of a cube and you're just like bang, bouncing from wall to wall to wall. And you're like, oh, OK, I'm going to put my anxiety on this corner. I'm going to put my depression in this corner. And I'm really in control. And ultimately, to think that you are you have everything on lockdown and still and, and have a grip on it is uh, actually insane because we're mm-hmm. all in motion right now as we even speak. So, so I, hit me I, in I, the face. So, <laughs> so I like to imagine a, an infinity sign and uh, and it's constantly moving in all different directions. And you're on that infinity sign as a moving dot you know, and uh, don't get dizzy, yeah. um, but it, it, and it's <laughs> like, constantly moving and directions can change and it's limitless. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely limitless. So let me explain what back pocket wisdom actually, why we call it back pocket wisdom and, and what are our high five pillars in back pocket wisdom. So when I was seeing clients, um, and when I still see clients, I have them have a composition book or a journal. I mean, everybody likes to have pretty journals, so <laughs> decorate that bench. Yeah. Um, so you bring in your journal, and I, I tell them, because I'm, I'm more aligned as I grow in my own practices, I tap into my intuition, and I, I sit with you, I listen to you, and I, I'm, I'm really... Just taking messages and, yeah. and and hearing what my body and my intuition say too, alongside with my cerebral, you know, my background. Thank God my, for yeah, that. Thank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just mean, two, yeah. Just two random yeah. bitches. Yeah. So, so I do, I do, I am licensed. I am a licensed person, okay? Mental health counselor. There we go. Um, so... I, I, my, my signal, my training would, I would say, if I say, put that in your back pocket, that meant, please write this down. This is a really good, good thing to write down right now. So that's where back pocket wisdom came is it really is wisdom. And my clients have been amazing to share a lot of the things, um, because I can't, I have, I'm CRS, can't remember shit. And, um, (laughs) So I have that issue, um, and they have shared things with me, and I've luckily been able to record some sessions and and remember, because I, I don't really remember all the things that I always say to people. However, when I do hear the things that have come out of my mouth, but really it's that, that conduit, mm-hmm. that conduit, and I'm tapped into yeah. um, spirit and, and my calling, and, and you're just and, present more than anything, yeah, too. Mm-hmm. It feels really good. So, and, and I hear these things, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got to remember these things. So you're that's like, where... that bitch is smart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really not me. I really feel right. like it's I'm the conduit. So yes. um, back pocket wisdom, this is what we're, we're doing, is we're bringing you some really awesome topics that really will add to your life. And my motto is this, take what you want and leave the rest behind, Okay. I am not the preacher of all. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend you're the one that's in charge of you, okay? 
You're, I'm not looking to any single one person to go, oh my gosh, this is my leader. It's not. Please don't. Th- this is, yeah, you take also, what you want and you leave the rest behind. It's not a preaching platform. No, not mm-hmm. whatsoever. So what are the five pillars? High five pillars. Whoop, 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 whoop. Okay, so integrity <laughs> is my favorite. Je- our game of Jeopardy. <laughs> Spin the wheel, baby. <laughs> integrity is my favorite. Um, say what you mean, mean what you say. So follow through. The reason why that's one of our top priorities in back pocket wisdom is that if you if if you and I, Jackie, if mm-hmm. we're not doing what we're saying we're doing, then what the hell are we talking about? Right. So if we're just preaching to the choir, right, and not taking our own advice, or if we're talking about the work that everybody should and should and should be doing, and we're Don't just shit all here, over yourself. Right. No. We're shitting all over everybody. <laughs> and we're sitting here and not taking, we're not walking the walk. We're just yeah. talking the talk. Let's just put it that way. That is operating from a space of ego and not integrity. And we call each other out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And ca- calling each other out and, and in a loving way. In a, yeah. <laughs> it's and, never feeling like. Well, it, it, it never feels good. Right. But it, it, what it does is, again, it's getting um, comfortable with the discomfort and with the open mind and the curiosity and being flexible. You, you decide you're like, oh my gosh, well, this person is coming from a loving place and mm-hmm. and here we go. So well, I even like to use the this is one of my favorite analogies. Um when you're bowling, right? And mm-hmm. say you're not very good. So if I was bowling, I would probably have the bumpers up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um because when I throw the ball and it goes Ooh, everywhere and mm-hmm. I just want to hit one pin at least, the bumpers will just knock you back into alignment, right? So it just keeps you on track. So thank you for being my integrity partner. <laughs> I love it. And so speaking of alignment, Yes. We had we had, we we spoke about that a little bit and um, the mind, the body, the heart and the soul. This is this is what I like to maintain alignment. So if one thing is off, you know, if I'm choosing to feed my body in an unhealthy way, then I will tell you my mind isn't operating at its best either. And then I kind of feel mm. disconnected and then my soul hurts. My heart probably doesn't like all the sugar that I just ate. Like, so there's a lot of different things that can contribute. And I'm just using food as an example because it's kind of easy for me to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get, we're going to dive into alignment quite a bit because when you're in alignment, when you're in coherence, coherence is when, when your body is in alignment with your mind and your heart and your spirit then you are making more creative choices, more conscious decisions, mm. more mindful acts. So it's really a great place to be. Uh, authenticity is alongside oh. of that, right? Yeah, authenticity is just real raw honesty and allowing yourself to be who you are. And yeah, like vulnerable. Oh, man. <laughs> I got chills down my spine. Kidding. I yeah. love it. It's yeah. it's difficult. Um, I will even say when I when I started my journey in mental health, I didn't understand alignment. I thought it was bullshit because, <laughs> because I was not. What did I say? Alignment. You said alignment. Okay, so I didn't understand authenticity. authenticity yeah, tongue tied. And oh, <laughs> and when I dove into it, I was I thought it was bullshit because I wasn't authentic. And I was living off of other ideals. So when you can accept 
yourself and listen to yourself and just be who you are. All emotions. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Icky, good, pleasant. Icky, sticky. Icky, sticky. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all of it. Ew. <laughs> Have um, fun. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so I'll tell you, the action part, I hid behind certain action. And then I, and, and, but I wasn't really taking real action. Okay. So this is when we choose action as one of our pillars, I would, I would work out. Mm -hmm. I would train for triathlons. Yeah. Well, that was like kind of okay by me. Like it was kind of easier than being vulnerable and going, oh my God, I'm going to work on my business. And if I don't do well, and I don't know what I'm going to do. So I never took action for a really long time. Yeah. P.S. I blamed everyone for it. I don't have sure. time to do this. Yeah. I do. Time have, is our... You can ha- you have time if you want to do it. Okay. Well, That's yeah. all there is to it. Did I just run? Well, <laughs> they don't call you Dr. Seuss for no reason. No. No, <laughs> no time yeah. is one of probably the easiest yeah. things to blame because it's, yeah. it's everybody's commonality, right? Yeah. We all think we're stuck in time. However, when you realize there's a book on it, I got to get the author and I'll, I'll link that below. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I um, It says time management is energy management. And when you, lo- when you learn to balance your energy and place it in things that are fulfilling, you find yourself feeling more energized and, oh my God, you found an extra hour to do something for yourself. Absolutely. And then that will bring us into... Um, so if you have action and then bring us into fun because I personally feel, I mean, this was, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's the truth. Uh, my mom asked me and not morbid or anything, but you know, we, we, we think we're going to save the world like every single day when we talk. So my mom and I, and I, um, she said, well, it, when you, when you die, what would you have on your tombstone? Which I won't have a tombstone, but. If theoretically, if I had a tombstone, what would I do? And I'm like, she is a fun haver. And she's like, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, that's, that's all you want. You think that people will remember you for? I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I want people to remember me for. I bring the fun. So that's one of those things that if, if we're not having, I know, if we're not having fun, then I don't even, I don't know what the point is, really. So that's a really free sort of space to get into, too, because when you're doing so, for example, there's fun in everything if you choose it, right? That mm-hmm. was pretty much everything that we just spoke about. Your morning commute, that's one for me, right? I live about 45 minutes away from my office, and I decided to take a different route that shows me the scenic way, and I listen to my favorite songs, and I listen to them loud, and I sing, and I roll down the windows, and I find fun in my morning commute because... It would really suck sitting in traffic every single day, yeah. not listening to music. I couldn't yeah. do it. That yeah. would not be fun. Yeah. So there's fun in everything. There and is, you're allowed to have it. There, there it is. There's fun in everything. There have it, funny. speak it, love it. So our five pillars are integrity, authenticity, alignment, action, and fun. Can I buy an owl? Because, oh my God. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> an okay. owl. An owl. I was thinking. Who? Who? That'll just about sum so. it up. Welcome to Back Pocket Wisdom. It's going to get a little weird. Yeah, and you can put that (laughs) 
in your back pocket. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like this podcast on Instagram at Back Pocket Wisdom, along with following You First Now and Life's a Burge, and subscribe to the You First Now newsletter at youfirstnow.net. See you next time.